Hey listeners, Lex on the Decks here. Before you get stuck into this episode of Hot Girls, I wanted to let you know about something else you may be interested in. Though Hot Girls in its podcast format isn't releasing new episodes any longer, if you head over to my Substack, which is lexonthedecks.substack.com, you'll find more interviews and insight on gender minority artists and how to overcome any barriers to entry. You'll also get the opportunity to sign up to my weekly newsletter, Five Good Things. This is an email letter which will land in your inbox on Fridays, sharing five of my favourite cultural or creative discoveries of the week. You'll find all that on lexonthedex.substack.com. Thank you, and I hope you enjoy this episode of Hot Girls. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello and welcome to Hot Girls with me, Lex on the Decks. Last series, I looked at the careers of some of the most successful female artists of all time, breaking down their journeys to learn how they got to where they got to, what career and life lessons we could pull from them, and how they experienced their success versus how we experienced it as onlookers. This season, I'm looking at the lives of these powerful female creatives, focusing on a particular quality which they embody to me and which can have a positive impact on all of us if we bring it into our own lives a little bit more. So this week, I'm taking a look at the queen of social media, an incomparable sensation and rap icon who's had an incredibly quick rise to success and who continues to smash expectations over what she can and will achieve. When she had her first number one with Bodak Yellow, she became the first female rapper to top the Billboard chart since Lauryn Hill. At that time, one extra presenter Dottie said, I'm not saying this should be anyone's life plan, but stripper turned reality star turned number one artist is today's American dream. Now at the top again with WAP, this episode is a lesson in memes by Cardi B. Ladies, listen up. You're listening to Hot Girls. On the deck. We in the mix. It's fire. Keep it going. We on fire. From London for the world. Let's go in. Which women kind of come to mind when you think about artists that you're like, they've been successful? So I think, I mean, obviously Cardi B has, yeah, she's like, when Bordat Yellow came out, Every, I'm telling everybody thought that her album was going to be shit. On the 11th of October, 1992, Belle Marlene Almanzar was born in the South Bronx of New York. Her Dominican father worked as a taxi driver and her mother was a supermarket cashier. 
There isn't much known about her childhood and what she was like. She was a musical theatre kid and she went to a performing arts school as a teenager, but unfortunately she got kicked out because her grades weren't up to scratch. She also got kicked out of home at 18 and moved in with her boyfriend. And it's in this time period, really, that the Cardi B, who was so well known and memeified, started to develop. I saw in an interview that she said at 18, she decided that her dreams of working in the performing arts space, she'd started to give up on them. When she originally moved in with her boyfriend, she had a job working as a cashier. But after getting fired, she was recommended for a very different role and began stripping at the strip club across the road. So she failed at the cashier job. She got recommended for something else and she embraced it. Being a stripper is a huge part of Cardi B's identity. And I love the fact that she's never tried to hide it and instead has been really vocal about what it taught her what it taught her about money and what it taught her about men and what it gave her, which at that point in time was an out from the relationship she was in with her boyfriend, which was not a healthy one. How did you get out? Stripping, getting my own money and leaving. How was I going to leave if I only made $200 every week? Ain't no way. So basically stripping saved your life. Yeah, you know what? It really did though. That's why I would never play the game. A lot of people be like, oh my gosh, Like, they make it so negative, but, like, it really saved me from a lot of things. So stripping gave her freedom, but it also taught her things about entertainment. Because I spent a lot of money when I was a dancer to look good. And it's like, I I don't feel like you're working hard enough for your bread. Like, it doesn't make no sense. The strip club is a fantasy. Like, guys do not want to see the girls that, like, they look like they cousins. They don't want to see somebody that look like they white. They want to see, like, an illusion or something. They want to see a fantasy. And you're not putting on that fantasy, like. Cardi B lesson number one. Your identity to other people is an act of creation. The more money you want, the more of a fantasy you need to create. Now, before we go deeper into Cardi and how she slowly broke the internet down piece by piece, I want to give some context around meme culture and what it's meant for her. And what even is a meme? Or as Gemma Collins calls it, a meme. And I have to shout out my friend Sam, who actually did a presentation on this earlier this year and has imparted some of his knowledge and research on me. So while I thought memes were a thing of the relatively modern day... The term was actually first credited as being used by biologist Richard Dawkins in 1976. Whoa. Essentially, what he was talking about when he spoke about memes was something which exists and becomes adopted by culture and recreated beyond the original version that was put out in the world. So a classic example of this, if you think about the baby with the fist pump, that's kind of like the fist grab, maybe you call it, that image has been used multiple times, but with different captions above it that change what that image means. So a meme has to be both recreatable and recognisable, and that's intrinsic to its nature. So you have to recognise it, but you have to see it in a different light for it to kind of constantly see it in a different light for it to take off. In today's world, there is no shortage of things for people to turn their attention to. And while before, record labels, PR agencies, big capital essentially, held the purse strings and decision making, now with social media, it is possible as an individual to take the reins of your success and kind of catapult yourself. I once heard someone say that the difference between a song and a hit song is repetition. The more you hear something or the more exposure you have to something, the more likely it is you will remember it or you'll catch it. 
a bitch is scared. I'm a little scared, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, shit, shit got me panicking. And a lot of you motherfuckers think it's a joke, kiki, 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 like I was thinking, right? But that shit right there, just because you think you're immune to it, guess what? Your pocket ain't, bitch, because a lot of shit comes from motherfucking China, bitch. So if you wonder where your motherfucking weave or your fashion over motherfucking packages have arrived, guess what, bitch? <laughs> Coronavirus! Coronavirus! I'm telling you, shit is real! Shit is getting real. Woo! Okay. So Cardi has left the supermarket. We're back with Cardi. She's working as a stripper. She's moved away from her abusive boyfriend. And she set her sights on the space she really wants to be in. A career in music. She starts creating mixtapes and getting in the studio when she can. And in 2015, she joined the hit VH1 show, Love and Hip Hop. At this point, the show is in its sixth season. And when she joined the show, she'd already started to gain a bit of a following by posting a lot on Instagram and Vine. So this online persona of hers, the kind of exaggerated comic character, had started to form. Cardi B, by the way, was a nickname given to her by her sister, who she's really close to. And it was um, it came from Bacardi. So it was like, Bacardi, Cardi, Cardi B. She was considered the breakout star of the season she was on, season six of Love and Hip Hop. And then when she started to gain traction on social media, she triggered a shift in what was popular on Instagram. So rather, you know, if you think back way back to Instagram and the days of Lauren Conrad and The Hills, Instagram at that point was like all about gloss. You had a lot of influencers who were, all of their images looked very similar the same color scheme, people would have a white border around everything. Like it was a gallery. And then when Cardi kind of started taking off, suddenly you had this flip in what people were drawn to where it became about authenticity or a perception of authenticity, which is actually a much more accurate way of describing it. A perception of authenticity, but also entertainment. During this time, she was using the show, Love and Hip Hop, and the environment she was in to keep working on her music and caveat, I never watched the show, but I've seen some good Cardi throwback clips from when she was on it. And I think what was fascinating and quite enjoyable to me about those clips is how many people at that time she was trying to get to work with her and work with her on her music who didn't support her. So she had to fight to be taken seriously. So Cardi lesson number two, it doesn't matter if people take you seriously. What matters is how seriously you take yourself and how much you're prepared to believe and fight for yourself to be in certain spaces. So make no mistake, just because Cardi makes a lot of jokes doesn't mean that she doesn't take herself seriously. You could think I'm dumb, but dumb people don't go nowhere, so it's okay. <laughs> Cardi's first song to gain traction was called Cheap Ass Weave. And for it, she jumped on the beat used in Lady Leisha's Queen Speech 4, the um, Brush Your Teeth, that one. Go and have a look and listen to Cheap Ass Weave as just like a, a bit of history. So Cardi at this point reportedly has a net worth, by at this point, I mean like right now as I'm speaking, a net worth of around $24 million. And Lady Alicia's net worth is probably closer to about $3 million. Now, not the money is everything, but there is no way that you can watch both of those tracks and think that Cardi's is even a patch on Alicia's in any way. Like it's it's just nothing, not in in the visual direction, in the lyricism, in the 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 brilliance of Leisha's versus the kind of ordinariness of Cardi's. Um, and I'm sure she would agree. And I'm just making that observation on the world we live in and how different opportunities come to different people. 
So Queen's Speech has, to be fair, about six, 60 million streams and Cheap As Weave has about 5 million. So even now that Cardi's so big, you know, Leisha's, that video still has a lot more following. But Cardi has been really relentless with her releases and relentless with her profile. And that's how she's grown and grown and grown and grown. And it was records like Cheap As Weave and the following she'd built, which got Cardi in the room with Atlantic Records, the label where she eventually signed a record deal. So in June 2017, Bodak Yellow was released under that label and Cardi's life changed. Now at 911 million views on YouTube, Bodak Yellow was the moment Cardi B broke out of Instagram and was legitimized as an artist, like a fully fledged, legitimate rapper. At the same time, the success of the song proved the power of the combination of her following with a hit they're both things which rely on being catchy. And Timberland says when working on a track, the beat has to be infectious first. With this single, it was like Cardi rewarded the people who had followed her with a song they could obsess over as much as they kind of obsessed over her character. And that was without doubt, like the big club drop of the summer. Like that was a song that as a DJ, you couldn't play if you weren't the last DJ on. When those intro notes come in, the song is so instantly recognisable. It's not just the beat, it's her Latino accent, which is thick and again, recognisable. There's the lyric in there that's drop two mixtapes. I'm going to fuck it up. Okay, I won't even try and do it. But it's, she says like drop two mixtapes. <laughs> oh my God, it's hard. Drop two mixtapes in six months. And that is Cartley's whole approach to music and Instagram and her career. She will just go, 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 go. So lesson number three you need to be distinctive and you need to be recognisable. And I just woke up. I woke up because niggas told me. So you got number one on the billboards. And I do, bitch. I said it right here. Billboard Hot 100. Bodak Yellow. There are no shortage of radio shows, writers, critics, presenters who would have put their money on Cardi B being a one-hit wonder. Bodak Yellow was such a huge breakthrough song and there was definitely pressure on her as to how she would follow up. But a year later, in 2018, she reached number one again, and had possibly the biggest single of the summer with I Like It featuring Bad Bunny and J Balvin. So two years, she stole the summer both times. Another insanely catchy song. And around these number ones, she also had feature verses on songs with Bruno Mars, Migos, G-Eazy, ASAP Rocky, Rita Ora, DJ Khaled, DJ Snake, Partisan Fontaine, and more. She released an album, Invasion of Privacy, which went three times platinum, and in 2009, she hijacked DJ Booth again by jumping on the track Twerk with the City Girls. And then this year, whoa, she gives the world WAP, wet ass pussy, with another sensational rap leading lady, Megan Thee Stallion. So Carly lesson number four, it can start with memes, but it can't finish there. <laughs> <laughs> I wondered that when you first came out, I was like, yo, is she a comedian or is she like... Because you're funny, B, and I couldn't tell if you was like just that's just who you are, or you 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 find it funny too. You know what I'm saying? Like the stuff that comes out your mouth. Like, nah, I definitely think the things that come out my mouth is funny. You find yourself. I find myself funny. Like, (laughs) I don't know. I could be by myself in a room and I just start laughing on nowhere because the jokes that comes in my head, 
I feel like you know there's a hundred people working in my brain. Yeah. <laughs> making jokes at one time. Well, it is working. Like this. <laughs> it's working for you. I enjoy that. Like, I really enjoy making people laugh. I enjoy making myself laugh. I enjoy it. Like, But now you're like an artist. Now you're a rapper. Yeah, I'm a rapper, but you know, I can still make you laugh. <laughs> she's a rapper, but she's funny. And what's more recreatable or Mimi than something funny? Like if you look at Friends, you look at Sex in the City, they're successful because they repeatedly make us laugh. Carly works incredibly hard and consistently when it comes to music, but she also lets her personality and sense of humor drive through. The final lesson I want to call out about Cardi, and you can do this because she's comfortable as a person with being open about her experiences, but her life and her happiness isn't necessarily better now she's famous or living the lifestyle she is. So this is a clip of her talking about the relationship between money, happiness, and success. Aw, it's a sometime thing. Like, you know, it makes me happy. It makes me happy that I'm able to afford what I want. And it makes me happy that um, I get to treat my family. But I feel like the way that I have money kind of took away a lot of my happiness. Because I remember when a lot of people didn't used to know me and I was stripping and I was broke. I wasn't broke. But I didn't have much money. But I was happy because I get to do whatever I want and I was and I could have an opinion and I wasn't limited to the things that wanted to come out of my mouth. And I felt and I felt pretty and I have millions of people trying to change me. I was happy. Like I was happy. Sometimes I feel like depressed because it's like I can have a good day. And you never know when somebody makes a meme out of you clowning you, they might put you down. Or there's somebody that's talking about my family member. Uh, it's it's a it's a 50-50 thing, to be honest with you. Like, So while she has taken ownership as much as she can of her own self-mockery and humor, you're never in control of how people perceive you or warp you or respond to you. That is just life. But if you want to be painted on the side of a wall in Ireland and you want to be the voice for a national pandemic, then you've got to take the rough with the smooth and be prepared to meme and be memed. Coronavirus! I'm telling you, shit is real! Shit is getting real! Woo! Thanks for listening, everyone, and have great weeks. What up, Lex? Surprise, good women were destined to rise yeah. Inspiring, celebrating, uplifting the new generation yeah. Some hot girls, you know the vibe yeah. All the hot girls come alive All Some hot girls, you know the vibe All my hot girls come alive Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.